This is the Composer's Journal. I'm Carlos Lalonde, a music student and composer from Chicago, and on this podcast we explore composition, creativity, and productivity. Join me as we learn how to lead more fulfilling lives as composers and musicians. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Composer's Journal. It is great to be with you again, another Monday, a fine Monday that is, this is the 15th of February, not that it matters, but you know what? The grind is real. Um, I think this is the either third or f- I think this is the fourth week of school so far, second semester. It's my first year at university. It's a good time, but also it's freezing out. I'm really cold right now. The heating doesn't really work properly, but you know what? I have a podcast to do, and I'm not going to fail to put out another episode weekly. So, yeah, so this is pretty much the, um, I don't even know what number we're on, maybe 12. Uh, this is about composing when you really don't want to. And this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode just because I have things to do and attend to, um, but I think these things are pretty self-explanatory, but I think we just need a constant reminder. Uh, so again, yeah, this is pretty much a wake-up call to me because I struggle with this a lot is, um, you know, I always make up some kind of excuse to not compose when I need to, and for my major at least, I have to compose um, about two hours every day, and it, some days it's harder than others to actually write music. And so I think these three things I'm going to talk about are pretty helpful and uh, what we need a constant reminder of. So first thing I'd say is accountability. Uh, the best way to get accountability for writing music is, is having uh, good contacts with your fellow composing students at your school. Or if, you, uh, if you're not at school, maybe you can reach out to an online community of composers. Maybe you want to go on r slash composers. Maybe you can... Um, you know, contacts and people you met at some music festival um, or conference or just really anyone. Uh, and it, it's a lot easier these days with social media. I have a, a ton of um, interesting uh, contacts and friends that I met just on like Instagram and they saw my channel or my podcast and then they reached out. And that's a great way to uh, you know contact people when you really need that last push. And you guys can push each other and you can pretty much be accountability partners and, you know, uh, each time you meet up, maybe once a week, you can say, you know, I'm going to do this, make sure I, I um, actually do it. And maybe if I don't, there might be some repercussions. Maybe I'll give you a 20 bucks if I don't do this one project or I don't work 20 minutes every day, uh, two hours every day. Uh, so yeah, accountability is really powerful and it can really get you to do something when you really don't want to. And I don't take too advantage of this too much. I probably should, uh, but yeah, I, I've used it in the past and it's a really effective strategy. Uh, the next main thing I want to discuss is scheduling, and not a lot of people do this. Uh, people are pretty um, lazy when it comes to scheduling their lives and what they have to do, and I think it really helps. I'm not saying it's the only method, but I've done this and it really helped me. So in your calendar, I recommend time blocking, and I've talked about this before, but time blocking is allotting every uh, allotting a task to a certain time of day in your calendar. So maybe on Sunday you plan out your week. You're going to say from Monday from 1 to 2 p.m. I'm going to be composing and you know make sure you establish that as a regular thing. Maybe every day from 1 to 2 you compose. And just having this on your calendar, one, it, it makes you more likely to actually go about achieving that task because you set it in your calendar you know, the week before and you're you're more likely to achieve it just because you have that established connection to it emotionally and if you don't um if you don't achieve it and uh then you might 
you know, it'll it'll make you seem like you failed. So I think that almost creates a sense of a, a sense of accountability there, actually. Uh, but anyway, scheduling your life in a calendar, an effective calendar system. Uh, I use Apple calendars on my Mac, and then it syncs up to my Time Page app, which is by a company named Moleskin who makes notebooks too. But yeah, just whatever works for you. There's free apps like Google Calendars too. Anything that can get you to just establish a daily routine and uh, time blocking can really help you when you don't want to. And if you plan it out right, you can make it sure that you know you aren't tired by the time you have to compose. Maybe you you space out your day so that you, you pace it well, and by the time you have to compose, you're like, okay, I can do this. Um, and then maybe after you can reward yourself with some, you know, maybe like an hour of playing video games or something. Uh, so this, yeah, constant um, ability to one schedule your life, and maybe you can give yourself a reward after. And the third thing I want to talk about is is the last resort, but it's it's willpower or discipline. And there are some days where we just have to just kick ourselves out of bed and just write music. And it might seem like trash, but we have to get out uh, and and compose because it's pretty much a muscle. You know, composing is a muscle. You have to do it every day and stay consistent, or you're gonna fall out of shape, and then things are gonna end up pretty poorly for you. And especially if you have to do this for a grade for weekly lessons like me, then you have to actually compose when you don't want to and it's not that fun when you know you're burned out and you've been writing music all the time you're like oh my gosh can I just take a break today and just do more tomorrow um I think we do need those days sometimes but very very rarely more than you really think you need uh just to get something out there and I do want to throw in a fourth thing that I, I didn't write on this uh little notepad here and that is actually treating your work like play and I discussed this in a video I did about creativity and this is uh, a tip from uh, Austin Klein, who's an author who writes some great books on being an artist and a creative. And treating your work like plays is exactly how it sounds. Instead of thinking your work as something you have to do for a grade or something that you have to do for getting money on the table, if you think of it just like as something you want to do for fun, and you actually go about doing it in that way, like um, trying it in the world of composing, if you try to write for uh, a weird group of instruments, or you use a weird, weird um, set of pitches or, or some weird pitch classes that you've never used before and just doing it for fun instead of thinking about it for work and I think that really helps and that actually came true to me with a real piece of music that I composed recently. I used this this weird um, scale called the diatonic scale. It has some odd pitches in it and I wrote it for piano, bass clarinet, and B-flat clarinet and just writing it was super easy because I imposed these restrictions on myself and treated it as play because it, it was genuinely fun to write. And I think that's really helpful when you don't want to compose. Um, but anyways, yeah, this is a really short podcast episode. I'd say it's one of the shortest. It's very, very bite-sized, so I hope you stuck to the end. Again, I have some longer episodes on other things when it comes to composing, so please check those out. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Peace.